episode. I'm excited. I am too. And we get to do introductions. We do. We do get to do introductions. This will be kind of fun. Okay. I'll go first, then you can go. Sounds good. So, I'm Shaylee. A lot of people call me Shay. Some people at work call me Shaylee, but most of my friends and family call me Shay. But I have, for many years now, a huge interest in the paranormal. And for people that know me really well, they'll say that I say every house is haunted. And so this one. <laughs> It smells like sage a lot. It does, it does, but it's it's necessary. But I had some crazy experiences, and I love reading about others, so I guess what better place to do it than a podcast? Uh, so to introduce myself, my name's Connor. I am Shay's significant other. Uh, I am terrified of the paranormal, and I will be doing a whole lot of reacting and kind of being a personality here. Uh, just a little bit about me. Uh, I'm a track and field nut. And then uh, I spend a whole lot of time trying to avoid spoopy things. <laughs> but here we are. So we'll see how this goes. I'm very excited. Yeah, and for the first time ever, I think we're actually talking about something I think most people can agree on, and it's that kids are fucking creepy. And that's our topic for the day. But before we get started, honestly, I think the house, for whatever reason, knew that we were recording today. Because when I woke up this morning, I thought that our dog, Callie, we call her Bean a lot, Bean was walking behind me. And I was like, oh, she's going to give me some love and cuddles, whatever. And I feel her feet walking behind me, and I turn around, and she's at the end of the bed sleeping. You didn't say that. Yeah, I wanted your live reaction. No. (laughs) That's a little terrible. That is how I woke up at 7 a.m. this morning. So... Stinks was sleeping and you had somebody walking behind you. Yeah, I felt like little feet like pressing down. It was really slow. You know how she usually puts her her head on top of you? Yeah, she lays down and tries to cuddle. Yeah. Yeah, and I, she wasn't doing that and I didn't like hear her behind me because usually she it's loud so I can hear her and I didn't hear her so I was like, my head. So I turn around and she's not there. So the house knows. The house knows. And it doesn't smell like sage so we had to sleep tonight <laughs> with it whatever yeah. this is following you around. Yeah. Wonderful. So after this, we'll have Sage Nosca. Wonderful. Yeah. Anyways, first story, that kids are creepy. Kids are creepy. <laughs> so our first story is titled, My Daughter, Four, Randomly Started Talking About Possible Past Life. Okay. <laughs> we'll see how this goes. This is, all right. So she's four and a half. We came to another state for our work earlier this spring. That's when it started. I was driving to an Easter event at church, so down the road we were driving, and out of nowhere she said, Hey, I've been here before. And I said, What? She said, I've been here before with my grandparents. So of course I asked questions, and she just went about how her grandparents took a year before, and she played with these kids and so forth. She said her grandparents are in heaven now. I'm thinking, well, all right, we've been here for five months now, and every time we go somewhere she talks about how she's been there before with this backstory behind it. Now she's added a mom, dad, brother, and sister. The other night we were dancing to music, a Black Eyed Peas song came on, I got the feeling, and she instantly hung her head down sad, so I paused. So I paused the song and said, what's wrong? She said, my brother and sister used to dance with me, and my brother taught me to do this. She did a dance move. I said, this song reminded you of that? And she said, yeah. Maybe I made the mistake and asked too many questions. But she went on to talk about them and how she used to look different. One time she was dancing and got hurt, so her parents took her to the hospital. 
then went on to say something happened to her parents, and these strangers came to her house and took their stuff. But this whole elaborate story where she pointed to add me emotional, because she seriously looked hurt by this. I hugged her and said sorry. Is this normal for four and a half year olds? My husband read that you shouldn't just keep asking questions because they'll make stuff up as they go. Is that true? First off, no, this is not normal as far as I know. That's not normal. That's terrifying. No, that, that is terrifying that she has this whole story. Every single place that they go, she has a backstory as to what's going on with her previous like previous life. Grandparents, parents, brother, sister. Like she has a whole second life that she's remembering and telling you about. That's scary. But no, that's crazy. It, it's it is mildly disturbing, um, and the fact that it's it's congruent everywhere. She had, I want to know if these stories, like, it's the same people. Like, I would start asking names just to see, like, hey, is the mom the same? Is the dad the same? And if, if everything's starting to line up, then I want to do research and actually take a look and see, like, is this kid actually remembering somebody in their past life? Or is this just a terrifying story? Like, kind of what you said. But absolutely scary. No, I was going to say, I feel like most four-year-olds don't just sit there and talk about, oh my gosh, I have this and this and this going on. And no, no, that's creepy. But like, at least she's not seeing things. I feel like a lot of kids are like, oh, look at that. Look at this. But she's not doing that. I would be curious to see, like, tell me about your brother and sister. Like, was this before this life? Or is this just like something she's making up for attention? Which I don't like to assume that. But what what else could it be? Be. And it's so detailed, where would she even come up with that? Well, it's just, and most four-year-olds that I've ever encountered, which is not a ton, but most four-year-olds that I've ever encountered, like, they don't have the attention span to be able to make this long, congruous story. No, especially with all those details, like, she was dancing and her parents went to the hospital, like... That's so detailed. And the fact that her mom got so emotional about it, that had to be that detailed. Yeah. That's crazy. Scurry. We have, she has a small update in the comments. Oh, there is an update. Small. Um, She's replying to a comment. So the original comment says, that's amazing. Usually they start to forget around the age of four but your daughter is starting to remember. I'd just write down all these little remarks and let her talk through them when they arise. And then OP responded saying, thank you. Yes, I've watched a few documentaries before this and have talked to my sister about this stuff years ago. So I try to be supportive when my daughter brings this stuff up. I usually say I'm sorry or it's okay, you're safe now with your new mommy and daddy. I would definitely never dismiss her memories on the case that this is something that is completely true. I did secretly record the dancing scenario when she talked about her brother and sister, not knowing it was going to turn into me crying and hugging her. So that's a bit embarrassing, which is just audio, which I have the video facing down. I've been intrigued by the... the, 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 I can't talk today. I've been intrigued with past lives, honestly, with hopes of it all being true, just to know there's actual possibility of there being more. Being a second life or being reincarnated? I think more in general beyond this life. Just finding that comfort? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. 
there's another comment in here just responding to this and I was the same at her age I gave my parents a very detailed description of information later in life I was able to piece together who I was in my previous life I would strongly recommend letting her feel comfortable talking to you about it and sharing and writing down the notes of whatever she says and give it to her when she's older we don't tend to remember as easily when we're older and I wish my mom had written it all down for me wow so I'm of the opinion that like all of this memorization, that memorization, all these memories surfacing and everything, it, it could be, and I want to think that it is just like a story and everything's going on like that. Mm-hmm. But my memory doesn't go far enough back where I can <laughs> say all of these things. My memory's awful for anybody who's listening. Uh, I have like one childhood memory of like sub uh, the age of uh, this person's child. And it's maybe hazy because it could have been a home video and or it could have been an actual memory. So I don't know if it like is implanted in my head or not, but I remember nothing of this time. It's the fact that maybe there is something to this where, hey, I just don't have the experience or the memory to be able to pull on these thoughts and be like, yeah, my past life, this is what happened, and be able to connect the dots like the commenter. But that is is terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've always thought that those kids are really cool, like on documentaries, where they get older and they bring those older kids to where they talked about and like just to revisit it and a lot of people that are older they're like I have no idea I feel nothing this was just what it was when I was little and that's super weird that it just goes away because I feel like you know I feel like kids are more intuitive to that stuff or sensitive but like what happens as we reach that adulthood that changes that that's from a developmental standpoint my only like thought would have been like the deepening of neural pathways within your brain. You know, people always talk about how, like, as you get older, you start to become more solid, less uh, plastic with your thought processes. But, yeah, but that's all sciencey enough here as fun. It's really science, <laughs> but like, it, it's kind of science fiction. Yeah. It's spooky. It's spooky. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shall we move on to the next one? Let's go to the next one. Okay. My kid tells me about the time he died. No. (laughs) My kid tells me about the time he died. What's your creepy kid moment? My son has told me the same story for the last few years. He remembers his uncle, not by blood, but a close family friend, from before. He's now four, almost five, but has told us since about three years old. They were on a boat together and they got shot in the ocean. Lots of their friends died. He said that the uncle swam to shore with their guns and they shot at the other guys, but they got shot too. The uncle, quote, got dead before my son did, but then he got dead too. He described the ship, the debris in the water, and the beach they swam up to. My son is really glad they're together again, and he knows they've been best friends forever. Add this to my kid's fascination with rifle-style guns, first with the Wii gun and later with Nerf. Despite us never having those things in our home, he would go to his uncle's house and play with them. My parents got him a Nerf rifle for Christmas, and my wife finally let him use it. We set up target practice with soda cans on a box. The kid naturally hit their rightish stance. I'm formerly military, but I definitely didn't teach him that. And after a few of us nailing targets, 
like they were nothing. This my kid is creepy as fuck with this. How old is this kid again? He's four, almost five. So it's the same age as previous. Okay. Yeah. I mean, kids that age, just like you know, being exposed to guns. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not sure if he's like homeschooled, stays at home, daycare, everything like that. But if he's around other kids his age, especially if you're in the U.S., he's going to be exposed to some sort of gun. Every kid, like, <laughs> at least for me when I was little, I would run around through the woods and find sticks and, like, oh, hey, it's got a handle and play and pretend it was guns, you know? And, like, that is not in of itself uncommon, but the story, again, the story and the memories. But the way he describes the ship and the debris and the water... But I, I think it's so interesting that he used, like, a four-year-old's vocabulary with it. Like, I got... I got dead. Got dead. Yeah, he was, got dead, and then yeah. I got dead. Yeah, but, like... So it's it's his little mind very much putting, like, a story in his mind out in the open. Like, I don't... He, it feels like he's telling a story from what he remembers, whether that's a past life or not. And you wonder if that's a past life. The, this one I'm left... I'm trying to, like, rationalize this. I'm sorry. Um, this one feels more like one of those potentials for, like, a one-off story, like some kid's imagination, because it seems like it's just like, oh, here it is, and then, like, the kid's modeling behavior that he could have seen elsewhere. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that that's the case. <laughs> so, it, yeah. Yeah. I just think it's so weird that his story was that detailed and how they died they were shooting at each other like I just think that aspect of it is super weird like not weird but like uh, it's just so interesting how it's that detailed it reminds me of like Pirates of the Caribbean oh my goodness there's a long story within the comments do you want to read it? sure why not? So, this commenter said, wouldn't let me make a post, but my daughter has talked about before I died and got in mommy's belly a few times. Oh. That's interesting. Again, one of those, like, multiple instance situations. The same age, four years old. I have so many stories about my four-year-old. Here's a little backstory on her. My mother-in-law had cancer that turned terminal, and while in hospice, now my ex-husband and I told her the secret that we were planning for a baby, and the names we had picked out if we were lucky enough to conceive again. The female name we picked was my mother-in-law's name as her middle. She was very happy about it, but unfortunately, she passed away only one week later. Six months later, I got a call from my doctor. I was finally pregnant. Since she was born, she has done creepy things, starting with her first smile. She was looking off into a corner of the room where nothing was and just smiled so big. As she got older, she would baby babble at the corner, like she was having full baby talk conversations. The same corner? The same corner, I think. I mean, I would assume, but like... She was looking up into a corner of the room, so it doesn't specify. Okay. As she grew into a toddler, 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 she became transfixed with finding my mother-in-law's old things. My ex was only a child. Was an only child, not only a child. That's kind of feeling. But only, yeah, that was important. (laughs) (laughs) So he got everything when she passed. She wouldn't tell us that the things were hers, and she even correctly said where some of the things had come from, even though she shouldn't have known. 
The biggest time being when she woke up from a nap about a year ago, she was going on and on about this orange car that was her favorite. But she got into an accident and the car broke so bad she couldn't drive it anymore. After talking with an ex, we show her a family picture of my mother-in-law's car from his childhood. And she lit up like a Christmas tree and exclaimed, My car! That's my favorite car! You found it! My mother-in-law had gotten into a bad accident in it, and it was total. She found one of her brother's toys a couple weeks later, and it kept telling us she bought it. I asked when she bought it, and she said, before I got sick and died, before I was in mommy's belly. The toy was something my mother-in-law had ordered in her hospital room for her son's birthday, so he would have one last gift from her. She had gotten into a full-blown argument with me about one of the rings my mother-in-law gave me because it's mine. I want it back. The most recent creepy thing she's done didn't involve anything of my mother-in-law's, though. She was playing in the living room at my mom's house when she suddenly stops and walks into the front door. She stares outside for the longest time, so I finally asked her, Baby, what are you looking at so seriously? She says, Mommy, there's just so many ghosts outside today. They want to play with me, but can't get inside. Good to know my mom's smudging the house blessings are holding strong. There has been so many more things she has said and done that threw us all off. I have joked with many ex, my ex many times that his mom loved me so much she decided to come back as my child. My relationship with her was so amazing. It kind of gave me peace thinking that she came back as my baby so I could repay everything she did for me while she was alive. What? That gives her peace. That sends me over the edge to think that the same person's like, yeah, bam, back in. Okay, maybe if it was like a loved one, that wouldn't be quite as terrifying. But for me, stranger coming back as a baby, like four years old, again, multiple instances, again, recognizing the car, like everything. That is spot on. She had everything down to the T, but oh my God, if my kid was staring outside of the window, oh my gosh, there's just so many ghosts outside today. It is not raining. It's not raining. You should not be like, oh my God, there's so many ghosts. What? Yeah, that makes me uncomfortable. That makes me there's just so many that ghosts outside today. Stop. And you can't get in. Okay, at least they can't get in, but I'm not opening the door. I'm not going outside for, like, 24 hours. I would just, I'd be so curious to have her describe, like, what do you see? How many are there? What do they look like? Like, just see what she can describe. That's just it. If I'm one of these parents, I'm going to start asking questions, and I'm going to start to try and, like, accumulate data and, like, try and figure out what's Mm -hmm. going on here. Like, I want to know. And I'm sure these people want to know, too, but, like... Mm -hmm. It seems like four years old is some magic, like, age, you know? And then I'm sure once you get past that, your memory starts to go bad like mine, and then all of a sudden you just don't remember. Or you, you don't have access to these things anymore for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And so you have, like, a limited time to be able to find that and collect the data. I just think that that kid was just so specific and so detailed. I think there's just not much disputing that you can do there. Like, where, why else would she have this obsession? Like, her mother-in-law died six months before she was born. Like, she has never met her. She hasn't seen a lot of the stuff. Where would she get this knowledge from? And it's her ex's mother. So it's not even like she's at the family probably near as much. I mean, we don't know the situation, but... 
where else would she get that information? That's just crazy. That there's not the exposure that you would have, or like leafing through old family albums, be like, I really like that car, and then making your own story, mm-hmm. you know, like that's just not a thing. And that's just it. She was talking about this car, and then they showed her the picture, and it's like, that's it. And her, her mom's ring that the mother in law gave her. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. That's nuts. Like, that's mine. That's mine. So many details. I would just be curious what she would be like in a few years to see if she still remembers this stuff or still has such an interest in, like, you know, I was very close with my great-grandmother and, like, I wasn't by any means doing this, but, like, I think that kind of brings some perception into it, like, oh my god, like, what if my grandma passed away, like, when I was younger, maybe I had that connection? I don't know. It's just, it's so interesting, like, what happens in a kid's mind and where they go with that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's so hard to study children because they're so chaotic I love it it's terrifying I hate it it's terrifying should we move on sure let's do another one okay this is our last one last one okay last one best one so this one is just simply titled the bubbles my four-year-old son started to talk about an imaginary friend named Bobo when he was about three and a half. He would say things about what Bobo tells him or where he saw Bobo playing. Can I ask you a question? Is Bobo a clown? I don't know. Okay, I don't want to, I don't want Bobo to be a clown. I don't know. We're gonna find out. This yeah, okay. Let's let's find out. I don't want Bobo to be a clown. So I asked him what Bobo looks like, and he just said just like me, but with black hair. My son is blonde. Bobo started to become more frequent, a more frequent topic. He would say things like, Bobo was at the door, let him in. To which my husband opened the door and said, oh, come in, Bobo. Ha ha ha, we all laugh. Recently, about two months ago, my son told me Bobo looks different. He has alligator skin, alligator teeth, and skin. He keeps talking about the things Bobo does and will say, Bobo is at the door. Then one day he goes, Bobo has a friend. I asked him what Bobo's name was and he said his name is Bobo too. We also recently, and for the first two weeks, so that sounded weird. He also moved recently and for the first two weeks or so, he would say, the Bobos don't know where I live. Now this week, he stopped mid-play and goes, Do you hear that? I need to get the door. The Bobos are here. He runs to the door and opens it, and then counts to 16, and then says, Wow, 16 Bobos. Now he's making a picture with glitter glue for his, quote, friends. I hate the name. I really hate the name. Like I said, creepy clown vibes. Bobos? It gives creepy Bobos, Bobos however you pronounce that that's creepy I hate the name I don't know why the name has to be that gross but I hate it I'm sorry to anybody named Bobo but, or any dog named Bobo or anything like that but that it is a creepy name it is very much so a creepy name um, I don't like that there's 16 of them I don't like that they're multiplying uh, it doesn't seem like the Bobos have any malicious intent necessarily, but they're they're there. They exist, at least in the kid's head. Which I know imaginary friends are fine, but that... so here's an interesting comment that I just no. Have. 
not interesting. I was just listening to a podcast, and I swear they just talked about a demon named Bobo. Not to scare you anything. How terrifying. You know, when I was reading this, I'm like, God, that, that's so familiar. Like, I feel like I've heard this before. Well, you've no, heard of, like... I've heard, the, I recognize the name. The name is very familiar. I've heard this because, like, you know, I watch a lot of creepy shows and whatever. But I recognize that name, and yeah, that... I think, I think that's a movie. I might be wrong. All I know is Bobo sounds familiar to me, but I don't know why. And I'm getting the association to a cloud. And so that might be like, I don't know, like the Joker or something in my head. Or maybe it's like back to, what is it, 2015, 2016, like clown creepiness. But Well, here's the thing that I don't like. I don't like that the parents are like, oh, let's just invite him in. No, my God, do not ever do that. No, you can't invite him in. You you never answer a knock on the door or when you think someone's there and just open the door. You can't do that because you're inviting it in. You can't do that. When things go bump in the night, we don't say hello. We hide forever. Hide forever. No. Well, that's just it. You can't just sit there and be like, oh, we're just going to invite them all in and yada, yada, yada. No. No. You say, absolutely not. Bobo is not your friend. Bobo's a piece of shit. Bobo's going to go away And we don't need 16 friends. Yep. 16 Bobo's. Terrifying. I don't want to see one Bobo, much less 16 of them. Here's another really cool comment. I found myself actually repeating this name, Bobo, during my battles with drug addiction and porn. I wasn't sure why, I just knew that while I was high, I would randomly say Bobo. My family came up practicing Sentira? I don't know what that is. Where's the word? Santeria? Sure. Which isn't typically which isn't typically thought of as a bad religious practice, just uncommon to say the least. I would joke about them bringing demons into our lives. I'm not joking so much these days as I truly believe that something has attached itself to me. I wish I could say I'm making this all up. No, sir. I continue to battle with drugs to this day. And my family has been super supportive. It's just weird such scary that this name has brought me down in this rabbit hole. I don't like it. No, I think this family actually does need to take some precautions because I don't think, I don't think that is okay. That's so just terrifying. I really want to know what Santeria is. We'll have to do research after we get off here. Are you going to Google it now? We're getting like live, live stuff. Santeria religion is an Afro-Caribbean religion and more specifically an Afro-Cuban religion in Cuba. It is sometimes described as the national religion. Although it has spread abroad, Santeria's roots in the traditional region brought to Cuba by enslaved West Africans. So maybe not as common here. Still is giving me Pirates of the Caribbean vibe. Like uh, the gal who gives uh, Jack Sparrow the jar of dirt. Oh, well, this one creeps me out. I don't like this one. I, yeah, no. This is just. Bobo can go away. Yeah. Bye, Bobo. <laughs> okay. Well, that's all I have. 
Now you get to go stage the house. Yes, please. Can we stage the house like the second we get done recording here? That that would make me very happy. You know I'm gonna have to smell it for the next like twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, adios. Thanks for coming.